Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on power electronics technologies and products featured on powerelectronicsnews.com and through other Aspencore media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of Power Up. Today we will talk about energy infrastructure, the rise of fully digital grids. In a world rapidly transitioning towards renewable energy sources and electric technologies, the role of our energy grids is important, is more critical than ever, and the global energy landscape is undergoing an important transformation. At the heart of this revolution lies the concept of fully digital energy grids, a visionary shift in the way we generate, distribute and consume power. Imagine an energy grid where every component, from the power source to the appliances in our homes, communicates seamlessly through a digital ecosystem. This grid operates with efficiency, adapts instantaneously to changing demands, and integrates renewable energy sources seamlessly into the mix. Our guest today is Antonello Monti, a distinguished expert in the field of energy, professor at RWTH Aachen University, group leader at Fraunhofer, and the Technical Advisory Council Chair at Linux Foundation Energy. Antonello is at the forefront of the movement towards fully digitalized energy grids, a game-changing concept that promises increased flexibility, efficiency and sustainability. Let's talk with Antonello. Hi Antonello, thanks a lot for coming on at Power Up. How are you? Very good, thank you. And you? Not so bad, thank you. So today, as I mentioned at the introduction, we'll talk about uh, uh, energy infrastructure, so fully digital grids and so on. But let's start. Can you start by giving our listeners a brief overview of your background and your current role in uh, the energy industry? I'm an electrical engineer. I graduated in electrical engineering with the um, special focus on power electronics. Um, and then I work in industry in power electronics. Uh, beginning my experience was in electrical drives. Then I went to ship systems in the United States and then to distribution grids when I moved to Germany. So I've been building, building bigger systems, uh, but still power electronics related. The second part was my role. Uh, I'm a professor, but in Germany, professor of a very uh, strong link with industry, I think, that's at least in engineering. And because of also of a joint appointment in Fraunhofer, that's even more industry focused. So very much at the border between classical academic and industry. So the concept of uh, a full uh, digital energy grid sounds so intriguing, so very, very in, in, in interesting. So could you explain what this means? and why it's important for the future of uh, our energy infrastructure. Yes, what is happening is that we are, we are moving from a system that traditionally was electromechanical because the main phenomenon that were dominating the dynamics were related to 
large rotating machines in the large power plant. Now we are substituting those machines with a large number of units, which are all power electronics driven, which means they are fully controllable, while the synchronous machine was also mostly driven by natural response of the dynamic of electromechanical systems. And this brings uh, some advantages and some problems. The advantage is the programmability of the system. We, we can now freely decide how a power system should behave. But some problems, because particularly in transition, the new device are not fully substituting the feature of the old one. And so we have to try to make sure that things stay well together. <laughs> it's, it's typical of transition. And particularly, we are losing the inertia, those mechanical devices who are smoothing the transients or the imbalance between generation and consumption. In my view, right now we are in a typical phase of transition, which the new device try to imitate the old devices. The big challenge and the interesting research question is, what would you do in the future when will be really a full digital grid? And then we can have a completely different principle of operation because we are not stuck anymore with the principle of a synchronous machine. Okay, let's talk about the transition to, to digital grids. So what are the key drivers or factors that are pushing us towards transitioning to fully digital energy grids? Yeah, the main factors, I mean, there are actually there are several factors, but they have a common factor. Let's put it this way. We are substituting the generation with renewables driven and all the renewables driven necessitate of a power electronics interface. But what makes things remarkable is that also the same is happening on the load side because driving nodes, let's say, of the future are things like electromobility or heat pumps. And all those devices make are basically power electronics driven systems. So generation and load are becoming fully driven by power electronics interfaces. So power electronics indeed has a crucial part of this transition. So could you elaborate on its role and significance in building digital grids? Yes, the power electronics makes the whole infrastructure much more controllable than in the past. We can, thanks to electronics device, fully define the flow of energy from one node to another with some elements of uh, router, basically, of energy, which are already available and makes things fully programmable. So it's a um, source of flexibility in operation that we could not even imagine a few years ago and uh, that we are still have to learn how to fully exploit. And um, But I'm quite optimistic that this will make the infrastructure of the future at the end even more resilient than what it is today because we could take the initiative and the control at every level of the system, not anymore in this fully top-down architecture as we have with the modern or the old classical power system, in which we have in many instances single point of failure that can bring down a very large portion of the grid. So talking about the challenges, so what are some of the main major challenges or obstacles in, in the way of achieving fully digital energy grids. So are there any regulatory or policy challenges that need to be addressed in this uh, transition? Yes, there are both technical and regulatory challenges. On, on the technical side, we have, of course, a 
higher level of complexity because we are moving towards an automation system that has to deal with millions of devices uh, compared to an old system which we have a small number, relatively small number of large power plants. So this is a, a big technical challenge. The regulatory challenge is to find the right compromise in the way those um, devices can be controlled in the sense that the future grid will also be a customer-driven system because majority of those assets will be customer-owned. And so we need to create, on one hand, the right regulatory condition that really facilitate people and motivate people to participate. At the same time, we have to make people understand, and that's not trivial because people are not used to think about energy as something where they should be active, but the only the network where they connect the plug and everything works. And that's a big cultural change. Got it. And talking about uh, so new technologies, uh, innovation, so what are some of them, of emerging technologies that are playing a crucial role in advancing digital grids? How, how do they work? One uh, interesting development uh, for sure is that one way to tackle the complexity is by using data-driven solutions. So machine learning, artificial intelligence represent a new frontier of uh, research and application that would allow us to tackle the complexity because some of the problems are solvable, but computationally with classical methods will be too complex, too long, and will require too much calculation. While with, we have preliminary results that show that uh, Machine learning-driven systems will allow us to do the same with less calculation power. And this is, I think, a very interesting uh, development. We have also interesting development related to the communication infrastructure because the grid will need massive communication solutions. And um, what I see very interesting, particularly when you look at the wireless type of solution with uh, 5G and the already under development 6G, the possibility to share infrastructure while preserving security um, seems to be a very important asset to make all the infrastructure we have smart. So talking about um, collaboration and industry involvement, so you serve as an advisor, technical advisory consilium chair uh, advisor for Linux, the Linux Foundation Energy. Could you tell us about the role of organizations like this in driving uh, innovation in the energy sector? Yeah, I, I'm a strong supporter of the approach proposed by the Linux Foundation Energy, which is going open source. Why is open source so relevant? Um, open source means that we share the burden of the development, particularly for portion of the solutions which are not competitive, but they are kind of the foundation. And this is speeding up the process, sharing the cost, and achieving at the same time automatically interoperability. This process not only is making things faster from the point of view of the technological implementation, but from the standardization, we have a new principle of bottom-up standardization, that's the way I like to call it, in which you develop things together and then automatically they are a standard. And then you can go to standard instead of developing independently products and then try to harmonize them in a standard. We won't have the time to go the old way. And that's where 
open source can really make a difference in speeding up all those processes. How important is the collaboration between academia, industry, and government in realizing uh, the vision of fully digital grids? It's uh, fundamental because uh, what I always say, and also when I explain my students, well, the challenge I see is time. We don't have time to do everything we want to do. And you know, the deadline we define for our society to, to, to bring this transformation in place is so challenging that only through a very tight collaboration among the, all the stakeholders, we can achieve processes in a way that we were not able to do in the past. Otherwise, when they look at the deadlines like 2030 or 2050, they are simply look crazy. And um, so it's only changing the way we approach the problems that we can achieve and we have to achieve those targets. So Antonello, looking ahead, what do you see as the future of energy grids in the next decade or two as the digitalization continues to progress? Um, well, my dream is to have a system, and I think you know, I'm working hard to make it a reality, uh, a fully decarbonized system in which the electricity grid will play a role even more relevant than today. And for that reason, need to be an extremely uh, reliable infrastructure because the whole society will depend even more from electricity, but uh, an infrastructure that will make possible to have a real clean society. Um, but at the same time, it has to be extremely smart and efficient because we have to change the paradigm also of design to avoid stranded investment and put too much copper in the ground just because we follow the old principles. So it's a combination of challenges. We have the integration renewables at the same time changing the way we use infrastructure and they need to make it so smart they use the material at the best. Otherwise, we risk not to have the resources to do the changes we have to do. Yeah. So in, in conclusion, what message or advice you would like to leave uh, our listeners with regarding the importance of, of fully digital energy grids and their rule in our energy future? Just one sentence. Let's work together. The, it's only through cooperation and not through division that we can fastly with the right pace, achieve a transition that is not uh, an option, it's just a necessity for our planet. Thank you, Antonello. Thanks a lot for joining us at Power Up. Thank you. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this on the podcast page at eetimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, Links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown on this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspen Core Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Ede.